Welcome to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast, where we share stories around the business of fitness and other things going on in the local RVA fitness community. Be sure to check out our collective shop at rvaaffiliatecollective.org and give us a follow on Instagram at RVA Affiliate Collective. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Collective Podcast. Uh, I'm here with Jacob Keller of River City Fit. Really excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. So for those who don't know, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, um, Jacob Keller. I uh, am the owner and operator of River City Fit. And, you know, I also love playing games on my phone. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, so where did the idea for, for this place come from? Yeah. Um, so I was actually working at CrossFit Prelude up the street as the head coach. And um, I had been having thoughts of kind of owning my own space or at least managing my own space um, just because I was constantly yearning higher level roles. And um, yeah, so I I probably come I'm a pretty abrasive person. I don't really check my personality when I walk into new relationships. And so uh yeah, it's hard for me too. You know, I kind of go full fledged. I'm hundred percent in and um I let people kind of feel the weight of who I am. Um not that I'm like trying to make them feel the weight, it just kind of happens. Um and uh so like immediately, probably like probably like four months into this new job as a head coach there, I was like, hey, you know, like you ever thought about opening another location? I'd love to be your guy, like manage another location. It's like four months into the job. It's like, hey, buddy, whoa, maybe you should kind of earn your right here. And, you know, so I kind of sat back and um, I'm somebody who likes to move quickly on things. And uh, owner wasn't really looking to move quickly on things, or at least it didn't seem like he was trying to move quickly. And then I kind of saw that place starting to tank a little bit for reasons that we don't really need to talk about but um it seems like they're always looking for coaches yeah got like a permanent there's definitely there's definitely a pattern yeah. of coaches coming and going, going. yeah and um i've never been i don't i don't know the owners but just yeah. from outside looking in it's it seems like people are always they used to coach there or you hear right people used or to like, like yeah. you know like i went to college with um the coach at fit factory now sandy and um and she also happened, uh, we weren't here at the same time, but in Fredericksburg, we went to the same gym, Bio CrossFit. And, um, but, you know, she used to be the head coach there. Yeah. And then I actually took over her position when she unceremoniously left. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, you know, it was her fault or anything, but um, just, yeah. uh, you know, talking to members after the fact, they were a little bit upset, but... Anyways, for those reasons, you know, I was like, man, I need to start thinking about opening my own spot. And so uh, originally I was thinking across the river in um, Forest Hill and actually right where Vazen and Charm School was going up, right over, right across from Westover Elementary. And um, still having that idea. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I was just driving around looking for locations and um this one was open it had been vacant for a year and a half and so i knew i could get a pretty decent deal on the building 
because they knew the owners were probably chomping at the bit for a deal. And um, did you go through an agent or anything? For yeah, that? so I went through the leasing agent um, okay. through Tallheimer, and um, it was just jarring with him back and forth. And you know, I had some business savviness to me. Like I knew that I could get my way a little bit more because of their situation with you know they're paying the property tax on this and the utilities and not making any money so you know i could definitely i don't want to say exploit because that kind of makes me seem terrible well i think some you know new business owners they don't understand how to even negotiate a lease much less who to ask or who to trust about that process or that they can right um they kind of get something handed in front of them, they assume it's a good deal and, and kind of sign it. So it's, yeah. it's good that you went in with that kind of barter mentality because um, at the end of the day, it's it's nice to have certain things in the lease. Totally, right? totally. And, you know, I think even when I go for the renegotiation of this lease, like I'll draw on somebody else's expertise. On this first go around, like I just did it all myself. Yeah. But on the next, you know, trying to find savvy ways to like, I don't know, get the bathrooms redone for free, get six months free re- free rent or something, or, you know, figure out a way to finagle a deal that's, you know, in my favor. What was it like in the early days? Not that long ago, right? You opened yeah, up four no, months no. ago. I was actually here. <laughs> you were um, here for day here. one, yeah. I was here for day one, but yeah. um, I, I, outside looking in, yeah, it looks like a fun, awesome time, very exciting to open up your first gym, but totally. uh, I don't, I believe you, you were doing a lot of prep work and stuff. So maybe even those early days, what was it like yeah. putting things together, getting the website up? Like how was yeah. all that? Yeah. Obviously exciting. Totally, totally. Um, man, in hindsight, I wish I would have enjoyed it more in the moment when I was going through the process. Because I'm somebody who likes to move quickly on things, the process for opening this place was not quick or was not slow by any means it was very fast like i probably put in my two weeks and then i think two weeks later i opened okay Um, wow granted the prep in my brain was (laughs) far longer than that um it was probably like in january started thinking about opening my own place but i was still in the process of trying to buy CrossFit Prelude. I was considering buying it and I was trying to negotiate that deal and negotiations just kind of fell through. And then I started moving really quickly on the idea and concept that I wanted for this place. And so probably I sign or I set up the LLC in end of March. Um, Actually, like probably the week that the CrossFit Open ended in uh, March. Um, I think March 27th was the day I set it up. And then, you know, I opened May 11th. And so um, the early days, I mean, it was a lot of sitting in City Hall. I mean, yeah, going to City Hall and trying to get the permits for this building um, and, you know, making, like, the city's just slow on stuff. So if you want to get something done, like, you got to be on them. And so I went to City Hall so I went to City Hall, put in, put in the application, waited four weeks because I thought they were going to be really slow. They still hadn't gotten back to me. So then I went five days in a row 
and sat in City Hall and just said, hey, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? Come on. I need you out here so I can get the permits so then I can start putting all this together. And so then they finally got somebody out here and got the permits. And um, I remember the night before we opened, so May 11th was the opening, the night before like I was still having equipment being delivered to, obviously we didn't have mats on the first day right. and we didn't have mats for the first week. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but I remember like I called my father-in-law up and I was like, hey, I, like, I need you to get here. Like I need to get this rig up before tomorrow. And it's like halfway up and the drill bits aren't working. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, get up. And he's, he's like very calm and I'm like frantic. And he's like, yeah, I'll be up there. I'll see you tomorrow. And so then we just knocked it out in a couple hours. And then then it was just like mopping the place up, getting all the debris that we had to kind of like drill the concrete. And you can see that we kind of cut pieces out of the drywall there. But, um, you know, it was stressful, but I thrive off of surviving, being in survival yeah, mode. Sure. Yeah, yeah, the pressure and the, like even in the early days of, I mean, we're still in the early days of like, you know, like I was saying before we started this, um, like being strapped for cash, uh, like I feel my element here, you know, like trying to be like really efficient business wise, also that like the client experience is not affected, right? you know? Yeah. What is it? Uh, necessity is uh the mother of invention right? for sure for <laughs> sure yeah yep. floor is not even finished here you know but like nobody cares Everybody, honestly people it's like stapled you know like yeah you know so oh man that's funny uh about the city hall process was there anything yeah. that you wish you had known other than obviously staying on them which you know you just have to learn on as you go was there anything like for sure use permits or anything that maybe you you didn't need or you felt like you wanted or or had to go through yeah. maybe the ringer on here's the thing is i probably could have gotten away with not having the right permits just because this was zoned for like it was already zoned properly and i knew that by just looking at a zoning map right that's good um yeah right so i didn't have to get the zoning changed um it was really funny the person came out here from the zoning department anyways and they're like hey meet me at the building at this time and then she showed up and she's like, what's this going to be? I was like, it's going to be a gym. She's like, all right, you're good. <laughs> and just rolled out. And I was like, what the? Yeah, someone's got to just check the box, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. I was like, you guys couldn't have done this in an email or, but. Um, yeah, because I was under the impression that if it's zoned right, you kind of just go. Uh, just from outside looking in, I, I couldn't find a whole lot. And of that's info. what I thought. But somebody from zoning had to come out here and just check that box off. But we um, also had to get permits. Too, yeah, which... I had to get an occupancy permit. Okay. Which was completely. So zoning and permits are in the same location. I, they're different departments, though, and yes. so they had different people come out. But now I have the permits uh, number personal number of the guy so if i ever need that again i'm calling that guy <laughs> there you go so you had to get it approved to have like x amount of people in here i guess right and then yeah the fire, just a, people had to come yeah yeah like emergency lights and the plumbing and just kind of the layout making sure it was all yeah yeah i think some people you know they hear get an industrial garage and put a name on the wall and right 
that's it. Like they don't, they don't think about all those other little things. Right. Totally. <laughs> totally. And you know, part of the reason for this location too, I mean, it's really nice in here, right? It's AC. Um, it stays relatively cool in here. So it's not like the early days of like these CrossFit gyms where it was like in your garage or in a big warehouse, which is really nice to have. Like, it's nice to have like 20 foot ceilings and a ton of space, but people much rather work out in a seat place than they would uh, like where they're dying. It saves your barbells too. Saves, saves yeah, your equipment. Saves the equipment. Stuff yeah. doesn't corrode. Climate you know. controlled. Yeah. I mean, it's massive, yeah. you know, like I walk into some of these gyms and I'm, uh, you know, they're selling, they're, they're either selling their equipment or, but it's like, all of your stuff is rusted. I'm not going to buy this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, so it is, it is nice. And I think honestly, that's where, at least where I think where we need to go in terms of like fitness will, it'll slowly evolve into whatever I want it to be. Sure. Um, but the just the client experience itself, like yeah, I don't. I think people want to. They want to be comfortable. Yeah, you know? that, I guess in a in a city full of CrossFit gyms, that could distinguish you, right? Um, Correct. So another thing, right? You don't have CrossFit on the wall. Um, I do see you're affiliated, but um, right. where was the what was the idea behind that? The thought process. It seems to be a trend right now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I had been having this thought like right when I started CrossFit coaching, which was two and a half years ago, is I kind of got in there, you know, I was just like, I knew, I'm like somebody who very analyzes things, you know? And so I was looking at everything and I was like, it's so interesting to me that all of these people in this subculture, and this is just subcultures in general today is like, they have this like these blinders on where it's like only we're the like this is the only thing that ever matters how can nobody else like think yeah. this this matters and um so like i knew that about crossfit where it was like yeah everybody who's a part of the subculture like is like super gung-ho like right. this is the only thing that works the only thing that matters like there's a little bit of an arrogance to it and, um, which is fine. You know, I'm like, I was, I mean, you know, look, I'm, I am biased. I think CrossFit is the best way to train. Yeah. I mean, they disrupted, disrupted the industry. Uh, you totally. get a little, get a little arrogance when you do that, I guess. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. And I, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're still fighting like NASA and NSCA, like all of those. So, you know, they're doing a great job. Um, but I knew that, or I felt like even back then it was trending towards, most people on the outside looking into the subculture only see the pinnacle, which is the games athletes. And for 99% of people not going to, they're not going to relate, you know? And so unless you're able to get them in the door with, you know, your marketing, which is another thing, you know, like what is my marketing saying about my gym? So Obviously, I'm probably not going to have my best athlete in the gym be the face of my marketing because that's going to be few and far between, right? I'm not going to have somebody in here doing a 350-pound, 375-pound clean and jerk because 
Sally for all intents and purposes. <laughs> and Johnny is only going to be able to clean and jerk like 115. You know, so um, just taking a look at, you know, what I think the market wanted is something in between. And this is why I'm a big fan of Stu at What the Fuck Gym Talk. And because I think he's exactly right when he says that, like, it's just like the market kind of wants some, there's, there's these white spaces or these gaps like uh, Kalipa talks about where, you know, there is this in between, there's like CrossFit and then there's like Orange Theory and spinning mm -hmm. and all this stuff. And it's like, if you can find those gaps yep. in the market, I think you'll succeed. Yeah, you're creating your own market, yeah. essentially. Um, there's another gap between the Orange Theory and the 24-hour, right? 24-hour Right, fitness. right, right. Um, and so you got to fill in that space in between, right? Totally, Definitely. totally. Or you got to be willing to compete with the big players, you know? Because, like, let's say if I really wanted to, I could do an Orange Theory thing in here where I get some, and this is actually something I've considered, but since then, you know, probably not. But you could get some heart rate monitors from Wattify because they sell them yep. and you could run your own orange theory class in here in your own way if you really wanted sure. to where you kind of utilize heart rate training yep. but it's all about you know what's your spin what's going to make you different yeah. on on this I'll, I'll say and we, i talked about this with anna on the other episode that orange theory is not necessarily it's their systems and processes, their, their relentlessness to follow up. So if you ever, you know, go through one of their funnels, uh -huh. um, you're theirs forever. Like they're going to call you, <laughs> they're going to follow up and follow up and follow up. Um, they have all that down to a science. Yeah. And I would say that the, the content or the actual product they're selling is, is effective, but it's not, definitely. it's not anything that CrossFit doesn't deliver. Oh, definitely. It's just that they're much better about, delivering it than your independent business owner. Totally, yeah. totally agreed. Yep. And I, I think they really capitalize on operational capacity. Yes. You know, is they have these studios that like, I mean, you look at my studio and part of the reason I wanted such a big, I call it a studio, gym. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you look at this place and it's like big echoey, but I kind of wanted it that way because I'm, this area to me was so important in terms of like people wanted to hang out afterwards and chat and connect. And yeah. that's really the biggest piece for me is because in terms of longevity and keeping people healthier for longer or even just keeping them for longer in the hopes that they're going to get healthier connection i mean who are they connected to in this gym if they're just coming by themselves and don't have a friend here i'm more than likely gonna lose them yeah i mean what do they say yeah. uh, if you want to go far go together right yeah. yeah yeah totally and i'm a big believer in that yeah know? that's awesome uh what are some common misconceptions about what it is you do like if someone came up to, on the street and said oh river city what's that on your hat or whatever what do you do and you tell them and they're going to re respond with something and you be like, no, that's not it at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the misconception. Like, you oh, know, you must work out all the time, right? That's one of the things. You must be super Like fit. misconceptions about me in general? Or like or what, just what you do. Like you fit. say, oh, I'm a gym owner. Um, and they're going to respond okay, yeah. with, 
oh man, that must be so cool. You just work out. Or my favorite, that's one of them, right? My favorite misconception is that, oh, I mean, like when you're not coaching, you must just be hanging out. Yeah. Or like doing whatever. Sipping coffee. Sipping coffee, yeah. like reading, doing like doing podcasts. all your fun stuff, doing <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> no, I'm like, man, I am like at my computer sending emails because I'm I'm the CRM here, you know, because I'm you know I'm not passing that off because I think I'm the best relationship manager. Um, one because I care the most about this place and I care about the people in this place. Sure, um, you have vested interest. Yeah, I got some stakes. Yeah, you know, um, but. You know, that's the funniest misconception. I mean, they're like, oh, you must like, you only work like four hours a day coaching classes. And, and I'm like, no, I do coach a lot of classes, but I'm also like making content and thinking about posting schedules and following up on emails. I'm clogging the toilet. I'm clogging the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, nobody's clogged the toilet yet. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, thinking about, all of those things um, kind of takes up time. So it's kind of funny that people, even my wife sometimes gets like that, which is really funny. Really? Sometimes I talk to her, I'm like, do you think I don't work all day? Do you think I like my mind is yeah, You're not- just hanging out with your friends all day. <laughs> exactly. And then even coaching, when you think about coaching, if you think about somebody who's a really good coach, who is emotionally invested in whoever's right in front of you, mm-hmm. That takes a level of being on. Yep. And it's a performance. It is a performance. I mean, when I somebody walks in through the doors, it's a, it's immediately, hey, how's it going? How was your day? Because that's gonna dictate what I tell them for the workout. Because if somebody comes in and is like, Oh, I had just a long day, I've had a long week, I'm tired, like that's gonna dictate how I talk to them, how I tell them how to do this workout the contents of the workout like we're probably going super scaled that day and then it's going to be emotionally taxing if they're like i want to go hard at this workout and then like i got to talk them off the ledge i'm like no 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 no, you don't want to do that you know like we're going to go over here and do this you know and so it takes a level of being on that i think people don't realize like and especially i mean i'm extroverted but the older i've gotten I've gotten more introverted. And so being slightly more introverted now, it takes work to be that extroverted level, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in those situations. And, but to always bring it, right? Yeah. Because exactly. When you're trying to motivate yeah, somebody, always and, bring it. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally, totally. You get it. You're a coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> hey. This just in. Uh, I no longer coach. Hey, got the if, L2. You, if, if you want to come coach, man, just just yeah. let me know. Give me a shout. Gyms are never short of needing to fill hours yeah, with coaches. Yeah, you know? yeah. Some gyms maybe maybe don't need any more coaches, but you know, it's true. Um, Why do you think people fail in in your industry? Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. I think a lot of these, in terms of like the CrossFit space, you know, I think. A lot of these people probably started their gym because they wanted a place to train. Um, the other thing, this is this is the great thing about CrossFit and the worst thing about CrossFit is they have a weekend class where information is given to you like hyper-focused for eight hours a day, two days in a row. You take a test, pass-fail, 
you either pass or you don't. Yeah. And then guess what? If you really wanted to, you could go open up your own CrossFit affiliate. Yeah. Now, because of that, which is great that it's really accessible. Yeah, low buried entry. Low buried entry. Best gym wins, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, but with that, it's created a lot of unprofessional places that people are going to and actually seeking help, you know, um, where the gym owner is probably a little more vested, or at least this has been in the past. I don't know. I think it's changing currently, but I think in the past, people have been more invested in their own training than actually training people, you know? And so um, I think really it's just like business expertise, business savviness, where it is like, are we negotiating the best deal in the building? Um, are our business processes like flawless right now? Are we looking at the operations manual and actually uh, referencing it in coaches meetings and saying, hey, are we actually doing this? Because it looks like we're not doing this. Mm -hmm. And then having some sort of quality. Yeah, having some quality checks there. Um, you know, like even I'm kind of disappointed in myself right now. I don't have a camera system in here. That's not so I can watch coaches and like keep up to, you know, that's like, but it's like, hey, how can we improve? Yeah. That's part of improving coaches, you know, like having that so we can reference, hey, like, how many times did you cue somebody during this hour? I can look back on the video and say, oh, you only cued somebody like five times in an entire hour. That's not good. Yeah, it's you know? more of a teaching tool, right? Yeah, than exactly. A scolding tool. Yeah, than an eye in the sky. I'm watching. Yeah. You know? At CFNE, they um, give feedback after every class. Yeah, and that's coach. incredible. I, There's a peer review system. Yeah, that Chasing Excellence podcast is a lot of a lot of good information. Yeah, it's almost it. as good as this one. Um, yeah, on episode two. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. For no, sure. I, uh, I had the the pleasure of going up there and doing his affiliate immersion program. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I spent two days oh, learning wow. how they chase excellence in that's everything awesome. they do from the front end to the back end. Oh, that's um, awesome. And it was it was awesome. I would say that's the best best kind of thing you can do oh, is, is to maybe I should pull the cur curtain there. back and do yeah. that. They do one like every other month or so. Nice. It's worth it. But yeah, I mean, in terms of your question, I mean, just, I think business savviness, I mean, from everything that goes into a business, like market, marketing is a big one too. Sure. I don't think Brand people are asking themselves when they make a post or when they post like on their Instagram or their Facebook or their whatever they might be posting on, they're not asking themselves what story is being told when I post this mm -hmm. and the caption that goes with it. Yeah. And I think more people need to be asking that question is what is the story that's being told? Because if we're not telling, and then, and then the other thing is what is the story that you want to be told and identifying that? Cause you got to find your voice, right? Yeah. Cause then you're going to identify your, you should have your core focus, core values, and then that'll dictate what your market is for people. Like most of my clients are like pretty battered, like, because I am like, telling people like we are pseudo, I mean, we're not like physical therapists in here, but we're movement specialists. Sure. And yes, we care way more about movement, like quality of movement than quantity of movement. And that's the biggest story that I can outwardly tell people because there's so many misconceptions on this type of training 
that we got to combat that, you know, and that's the biggest story that, that, that I think I can tell, you know, where somebody else might have a different story. Like S3E, um, looking at their Instagram, you know, like I see a lot of endurance stuff and I think they've done a pretty good job at telling, telling the story that we are in, we help endurance athletes sure. because it's funny. I, one of my members actually came in here and they're like, have you ever heard of S3E? I'm concerned doing like triathlon training with them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that I mean, is their specialty for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think they do a great job of telling people that, you know, and I think Matt does a good job with his personal Instagram too. Yeah, um, that's, that's the thing I've noticed is there's a fine line between a business Instagram having a personal touch and it being a personal Instagram. And sure. I've seen some posts, even in the RV area, that I question if they should be from a business name totally. account. Um, totally. Whether it's politically charged or somewhat insulting of a certain demographic or whatever you mm -hmm. name it. And it, it takes me back because I realize the immaturity of the business immaturity of some of these owner yeah. operators is yeah. it's not quite there. Yeah. And it, even down to like, you know, punctuation and, and spelling of things. It's like, yeah, you know, it's not like, yeah, yeah. you can have a mistake every now and then, but like yeah, you, yeah. you got to proofread a little bit. It, it just looks like it was hastily posted. Totally. Right? It's got yep. that post look that it's like, man, this was just thumbed together real quick on a phone and, and fired without any thought. And right. it, there's no, like you said, no real right. target story. Well, and if that. anybody's looking for social media posts, like this, this will be the helpful piece is Canva. If you don't use Canva to curate your content, I mean, it's free. They have templates mm -hmm. easily curated. I mean, I'm sure CrossFit Push and Weight uses Canva. I'm a big fan of Later, which... Okay, yeah. Like, there's, can, there's, there's, there's a schedule. Ton, yeah. yeah, it totally. schedules uh, all your posts ahead of time and totally. fires them off on a schedule. And it's like, yep. why aren't you just sitting down for an hour on Sunday, putting your entire week's story together and then letting it roll like why are you having to remember at 9 a.m on monday to post something right. it just blows my mind and, yeah. and these business owners are like that's just what they've done and they haven't thought about needing to do anything more they think oh that's only if you're really big and you have a lot of staff members it kind of right. goes back to the coaches meeting thing a lot of businesses don't do that because they're like well why would we need a coaches meeting we're here all the time and we just pass info here and there and there's there's even something about developing your culture and because I really truly believe that happens from the top down. And so if you're not creating a culture within your coaches of at least hanging out once a month, nobody in your gym is going to do that. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah. You got to uh, eat your own food, right? Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes our coaches meetings, we're, we're like, we're not even harping on anything business related. I'm just like, let's hang out. Checking in with them. Yeah. Making sure Check in. How's life? Happy, yeah. You know, like you happy, you happy with what's going on here. You're just happy in general in your life because I mean that's going to translate to happy clients, you know. Definitely. So. Yeah, you gotta. Some companies, you know, they put the clients first, their staff second, and in my mind, I feel like the better approach is always put your staff first. Totally. Um, yeah. And they'll take care of your clients. Totally. Yeah. You won't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to worry about it. Whereas all it takes is one disgruntled coach to um, dismantle, make a very toxic situation. Yeah. Right? And then yeah. leave with half your clients and open up their own gym, right? <laughs> totally. Well, and that's that's the other thing yeah. is because of the lack of business savviness, I mean, all your coaches should be on contracts. And if they're not on non-compete contracts, I mean, you're going to get burned if you aren't managing those relationships well. 
That's interesting. So you, and you don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. actually put coaches on some sort of non-compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how does that look like? If I were your coach and then I quit and went down the street, I yeah. wouldn't be able to coach? Or Yeah, so um, no, it's not that you wouldn't. You would be able to... You would be able to coach. You'd be able to offer that service because it's contracted service. Like so, you'd be able to coach. Um, you just wouldn't be able to like open up your own like facility. Essentially, um, I would have to go. I need to go back and review that contract. <laughs> yeah, I, might I, be important. I probably should know that on here, right? <laughs> no, yeah, um, it's all good. Like you said, sometimes yeah. you don't review this. That you you made them and they, yeah. they serve their purpose. But, but like, I mean, you should review those stuff, right? But it serves the purpose right now where. I think, and really the only thing that you can do with like a contract, a subcontract, um, you can only really enforce that like a year. Like you can't, it's not like you can enforce it indefinitely, like in this square mile radius, you can't open up. That's interesting. I I don't know. Well, that's why like you need to, you you should know the difference as a business owner. Do you want to make them an employee? Right. Or do you want to keep them a contract? Yeah. Because that's interesting. I, I can't imagine... And the CrossFit affiliate model, Greg Glassman ever holding somebody to that, like the, the kind of values that he shares of, I don't care if they open up next to each other, the, the better gym's going to survive, right? Totally. Um, and then the idea of a coach, you know, leaving to start their own business. Um, it's interesting because that's kind of what, that. what you did. Yeah. He'd probably applaud that. Um, you know? If you were on a non-compete, would you have been able to do what you did? So... I hate to admit, yeah. So, do I want to share this? (laughs) (laughs) Which is interesting because it's like if you're holding your coaches to it and like you knew how badly you wanted to open up and you wanted to do your own thing, carve your own path. So, I'll share this. I don't mind. Um, Maybe this is one of those things where it's like if you wanted everybody to like you, you should have just went and sold ice cream, you know, because then everybody would love you. The dairy people don't like you. Well, then even then, then you would still be hated. You always find someone. Um, But, you know, as I was thinking about opening this place, I did sign a contract for a year. And so I was reviewing it. I went, because when I was thinking about opening this place, obviously I was thinking about going across the river. So in terms of infringing that contract, not a massive deal sure. because I'm, I'm in a completely separate market over there. Yeah. Um, I would say I'm in a completely separate market here. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, you know, I mean like- I would this, say three, four miles is yeah. almost a new market in a, in a downtown location. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when I was thinking about opening up, I was reviewing that contract and um, I had a lot of different people look at it because I was just, you know, I wanted to, didn't want to get in trouble. And um, so there was a non-complete clause and there was also a non-recruitment clause. And so um, in terms of like the non-compete, it just wasn't very enforceable the way that it was written. So it was just a really poorly written contract. Um, and so that was just kind of, Shame on the business owner. Like you should have written a better contract. So have good contracts made. Have good contracts Step made. Step one. The um, non-recruitment's interesting. The non-recruitment yeah. is interesting. So uh, in non-solicitation. I can um, see the solution. Like obviously you would want a coach saying, hey, come to my new gym. I'm opening yeah, up tomorrow. Yeah, you know? Totally. And here's the thing. We're stealing all your clients. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing. I made sure that I followed those clauses to a T. Never once did I ask somebody when I was opening this place hey, come to my gym. I want you at my gym. Like, come on. Like, I was just like, I put in my two weeks and people were like, oh my gosh, 
where are you going? Everyone asks that. Yeah. yeah I and, recently went through that. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, I think I'm going to start my own gym. Oh, okay. Period. And then I wouldn't say anything else after that. If they asked me where it was going to be, I would tell them where it was going to be. But only if they asked me questions would I actually relinquish information. I wouldn't because I just didn't want to get into that gray area where like, am I going to get a lawsuit or not? Like, am I going to have to deal with this? Because especially when I'm starting a business and you're strapped for cash, if you get into a lawsuit, it's like, see ya, see ya business, you know, so um yeah it was very interesting you know and i just made sure i was clean of all that stuff and yeah I mean, you got to look out for your business and you got to look out for yourself right um, it, you know whatever you can do totally right? and i mean ultimately it's the reason i operate in that way is like you know this thing is a vehicle i'm serving the people inside the vehicle and so i need to make sure that this vehicle stays running so they can get from point a to point b yeah. yeah, I mean, the clients yeah. at the end of the day, they're the ones who suffer from exactly whatever exactly. goes on in the business, right? Yeah, so making sure that that stuff is taken care of is, it's funny, you go into business to do that. And I think that's why a lot of people fail is they lose sight of, you're a business owner. You are not an athlete, a coach, uh, someone's friend. Like, you are the business owner. You got to take care of business, you know? So, yeah. You know. Is what it is. Well, what gets you excited to come in and flip on the lights every day and yeah, and get Dude. out of bed? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I mean, people are like, people ask me, they're like, you got up at four thirty for four months in a row. I was like, yeah, I did. Not hard when you care about this thing so much, passion and caring. Like when you care about somebody trying to get off their medication, somebody losing the weight and going from the obese category in terms of BMI, which we won't even get started on the BMI conversation and how bad of a measurement yeah. it is. But it's still, the metric is there. And when that metric gets better and somebody comes and tells you and they're like so thankful and showing you so much gratitude for, oh my gosh, I lost this much weight. Like my outlook on life is better. I have this confidence. That will get you up easily way more than the coffee will at 4.30, right? Like you, that alarm will go off and you'll have that moment of, man, I'm tired. Hey, but guess who's coming in at yeah. 5.30 a.m. to get their sweat in? Like, yeah, Sally's going to get her first push-up today, right? There we go. Like we're going to get after it, you know? And so I, that's that's really what it, what it boils down to is what gets me excited is somebody doing – xyz first or the improvement like some guy started i'll never forget this story and this is going to be on the podcast that i start just within the gym for like getting to know members is there's this guy named jd walks in here he's 23 and he walks in here and he's like hey how much a price is here and i'm like well i mean it's like this this and this and like this is how our membership works but we kind of you know we do pt first so like here's how you know and he's like yeah, 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 sign me up for that unlimited. And I'm like, whoa, dude, like, hold on a second. You know, like, don't you want to, like, try a class or, like, like also PT first? I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, yeah, Well, I was like, why don't you come try a class first? And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll come back at 7. He comes back for the 545 class, gets his sweat in, and so I talked to him afterwards. I'm like, so what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on this? He's like, yeah, I still want to sign up for the unlimited. And I'm like... 
All right, fine. <laughs> you know, we'll do it. Sign up for Unlimited. So we signed him up for Unlimited. Four months later, I mean, this guy has lost 45 pounds. Awesome. 180'd his diet, 180'd his activity. And four months later, he's like lost 40 pounds, 45 pounds. I'm more confident. My, my sleep is better. Um, like just my attitude at work is better. And that is also the biggest piece when we're talking about marketing. I mean, it's like, so change your whole life for your whole life is essentially the idea behind it. And so that'll get you up in the, in the morning, you know, there'll be days where it's like, it's a job. Yeah. It's a job, you know, where you're not that excited to come in, maybe something like, I don't know, it just becomes a little bit stale, but you know, it'll invigorate you pretty often if you're doing it right. You know, if, if you're coaching effectively and people are getting new things and you're having the constant conversation of nutrition plus activity, people will see the results and then they'll keep coming back and then you'll continue to be happy because you have a thriving business and you are helping people at the end yeah. of the day, you know. You mentioned your onboarding process a little bit. So you give them the option of of a free class, but you would prefer they it would depends. do a PT or? It depends. Um, so it's not like you get a free class and then you, you can join, you know, like sure. I'll give people the front end offer of you can try a free class and then we'll have a conversation of, we're going to go through at least three personal training sessions in order to get you competency in the movements and terminology that we use in here so that the rest of the client experience isn't messed up. Yeah. You know, cause let's say, and some gyms do this, but my nightmare is that I have more than one person who has never Olympic lifted. Like we're, and we're doing snatches that day. And there's like two people who have never done snatches. And I'm like, but I have 15 people in class and two people who have never done snatches. Those two people are probably gonna have a bad experience or they're going to have a kick-ass experience and the rest of my 12 people are going to have a bad experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a time and place for breaking down the snatch and really going through it through trills and stuff. But then there's also experience level is always different and even experienced athletes can learn yeah. from, from the drills. Yeah, but totally. you could always, you know, scale them to, you know, power snatches. Totally, scale them totally. to uh, like a dumbbell, dumbbell snatch, snatch yeah, right? Yeah. That's the big yeah. thing is we, we scale with dumbbells. Yeah. Like if you're new, if you're taking a free class, you don't even think about the barbell. Yeah. We're giving you a dumbbell, no doubt. No questions asked. And my coaches know that too. It's like, if somebody new comes in, and that's the other thing, the process for somebody new, if somebody new just shows up and they're like, hey, I wanna take a class. It's like, okay, cool. Like we have the processes in place and the way and the mindset to think about it where it's like, okay, somebody new, they are doing this, 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 and this, and they're not doing right. all of these, you know? They're not gonna try the handstand walk on the yeah. first day. <laughs> Exactly. Right. You know, so the onboarding process, sometimes we have a front end, front end offer running on the website where it's like a lead platform sheet where it's like, hey, we're offering a free PT session or a free class or a free nutrition consultation. Enter your info in, we'll email you, schedule a time, perfect. Or most of the time what the offer is, is book an intro yep. where I'll show you the facility, we'll talk about our training programs, and we'll talk about you for the most part, yeah. is we'll talk about the client. We'll talk about 
Um, what are your goals? What are what is your past current? What is your current um, fitness regimen? Is what, that to prescribe them yeah, more PT if you think that that, that would benefit them um, more, or or just to a lot of it is for us to get to know what their past injuries are, so then we can appropriately prescribe things. Um, and so we have a we have a I say a file. It's not very organized file right now. Bad business owner. Um, but you know, um, we have all of those intro sheets of anybody who's ever been through this door, um, who is currently a member, especially. And so we can draw on that and say, Oh, these are what your goals were when you walked in here. Maybe we need to make new goals because we've reached these goals or you have this injury or this disease or, you know, what have you, where I can be like, Oh, you have this. I'm not going to have you do X, Y, Z, you know? And so um, it goes from there. And then I'll always do, unless you come in and say, yeah, I've done Olympic lifting before. If you say you've done Olympic lifting before, I'll call your bluff. And then I'll have you do some of the movements in the intro. But if you've never done Olympic lifting before, you're going to do some, some PT. And we always mandate at least three. And then at the end of three, Either we say, hey, I think you're ready for group classes. You know, I think you're ready for this. Or we say, hey, I would love for you to enter group classes, but maybe we also do some PT on the side to build more competency in these movements because you're only going to get so much with a general physical prepared program and the PT side or the individualized design side we can give you way more that you're going to be able to do. And honestly, your results are probably going to be met faster. Your goals are going to be met faster ultimately. And so when you're able to communicate that to people, it's it's not hard for them to be like, I'm all in, you know. But a lot of times people aren't able to communicate that. And if you don't have an onboarding process, I highly recommend that you really start contemplating what your uh, onboarding process is. I mean, I think... Everybody should be PT first. Couple reasons. One, it's going to build movement competency a lot faster, which is going to improve your current client experience because you're not going to be spending so much time with Johnny on how to do an air squat, which is one of the most foundational things. Um, and that's going to take away from everybody else's coaching. Um, but also it's going to be added revenue. I mean, at the end of the day, it is going to be, um, a little bit more in terms of building your business health, Yeah. you know? So it's, it's twofold there. And that's most everything in here is twofold. You know, it's like, obviously it's all a means to an end to make sure that your client is getting the best possible service. Yeah, you know? definitely. So for the goal setting, you go like, quarterly and sit down re, yeah sit, do you have yeah. a process for that to kind of yeah. reestablish those? um i mean i have the process in my head <laughs> right because you so, mentioned your crm yeah. so i didn't know if you were yeah. automating all those click funnels and no, all no. that stuff fires off automatically yeah. schedules them automatically or no, no 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 we don't have click funnels account we don't have any of that stuff it is all me and Come even on, man <laughs> yeah i know right um but i'm okay with it being me for right now mainly because um like it's the, it goes all back to that strap for cash type thing where 
I'm willing to wear this many hats for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And then I can start really scaling this thing where, yeah, maybe I can hire a full-time coach. And then we'll, I'll still coach, but it'll be more, they'll be operating daily stuff. And then I'll be focusing on like, maybe I personally can sit down with each individual member member and go through their goals yeah. with them. Because here's the other thing at the end of the day is I don't want to get too big for my britches in terms of like business processes. Um, because at the end of the day, I am a micro gym, meaning small gym, you know, like, and so there is going to be a level of personal touch there that, sure, yeah. but with that being said, having a lot of those processes automated is definitely, you know, great. Yeah. I mean, the goal is to be able to take four weeks off and not have to interact with the gym, right? Totally. Totally. Yep. At the yeah. end of the day, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, for sure. So what's next for RC fit? Yeah. Oh man. Um, reviewing those contracts. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think, um, this thing is early, you know, it's four months. I think it's funny. I talked to, I talked to everybody on, you know, about, about how the gym's doing and everything. And they're like, I think we're at like, I want to say we're at something like 80 members in four months, which for a lot of people, that's like crazy to fathom. That's like, holy crap. Like you have gone from like, I mean, and it is crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. It's crazy. I mean, in terms of like percentage, if we're talking per business percentage, like percentage growth, like this is not sustainable growth, like sure. it, it, or at least it shouldn't be. But um, I'm hoping it's maybe maybe this is the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I'm gonna retire next year. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the goal, right? Uh, yeah, right. But um, you know, in terms of like RC fit, I think in January I'm really considering hiring a full time coach and operator. Uh, I mean, in terms of daily operations, like I'll still take care of like CRM and. And right, the like higher that. value role, yeah, the thing yeah, that you know yeah. you feel and you provide the most value for. Totally, um, totally. And getting rid of some of those daily stuff that yeah, you, yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Do. Someone should yeah. do it, and, and I'm just doing it. I think um, you know finishing out the facility is definitely a priority here. Um, I actually have a front desk coming in here very soon, which is nice. Yeah, just like doing like things that a proper business has, like proper retail space. Like that retail space looks terrible. I knew you weren't going to say anything, but like it's retail space, you know, that's the first thing that people see when they walk in the door. And that's not, that's not attractive. Right. Sure. Um, or at least attractive as attractive as it could be. Would you have a front desk person actually staff there? Yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I think that's something people miss. Yeah. They get the desk totally. and they get all the cool amenities totally. in the retail totally. store and then they don't have anyone there. Yeah. You got to have someone. So then the coach is running over to sell a shirt yeah, it's not and to check bad. people in and you know, yeah, it's, no. it just makes it a mess. So yeah, eventually I'll have, um, I'll have a, a front desk person there. Um, really considering doing a towel service, um, just as kind of an added value. Um, Finishing out like the interior design here um, and really working with an interior designer to kind of flesh out the full vision of what I want RC fit to be. Those are just a couple of things. I mean, I'm seriously considering a sauna in there. I'm not even lying to you. I think, I just think that would be such a valid, like in terms of like gyms like me, 
nobody has a sauna. Nobody has any amenities. Come on, you know. So like, if we had an amenity, you know, it'd be. It would be awesome. And personally, I just want to be able to use a sauna. You, know? I mean, <laughs> you just want the sauna. I just yeah. want the sauna. You know, come on. Yeah. I mean, um, right so off, you know? Doing, yeah, exactly. Write it off, you know, use it all the time. Um, so doing stuff like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, thinking about negotiating the lease for the next, I don't know how many years I want here or I want to stay here. Maybe I want to stay here 10 years. I don't know. Maybe I do negotiate a 10-year deal. I don't risky but uh especially since you're liable for all that money you know but um you know i think there's a possibility of a second location um in richmond really um yeah already you wouldn't think that making this a 200 member gym would be i guess at the growth rate you're at maybe that will be yeah, real soon, but well, you know what i mean yeah, it, well i think and, and that's one location that's that's not like um I, it's not like i have like plans down for a second location right it's just something that i've thought of in my head where let's say we do continue on this kind of trend of growth um yeah i mean a second location this this will be a 200 member gym by the end of the year or the end of the not the end of the calendar year but the end of the year i think of the year in terms of rc rc fit years um may of next year but um you know, it all depends. Life life moves quickly, right? So yeah. you know, it's like, like you said, you like to move quick, but but also yeah. there is a level of slowness where, like, these are my OG. This is my OG crew, you know. Sure. And so, like, I I do have, I do have a, a ton of emotional attachment to this group of people. And so, um, I want to be a good leader to them and make sure that their the service to them is like just paramount yeah i think it's important to think what would a second location really provide that this location doesn't mm-hmm. um because you know you you're essentially gonna have to walk away from this location to get the other one up and running mm-hmm. um and if yeah. this one suffers in the process that's then not, it's not, worth it. it's not helping you anyway yeah. right and i think a lot of people in our industry jump soon yeah too soon too soon for sure um and where I've seen some people just capitalize on one location and they just, they might have to move because they, they grow, but yeah. they just keep forging along with just one, yeah. one baby and make it the best one they can. Definitely. Definitely. And there's no right or wrong. Either, yeah, there know? is no <laughs> right or wrong answer. I think, um, you know, at the end of the day, as long as this location is continuing to help people, then it's, it's not, you know, nothing else matters. Yeah. You know? So, um, from a business standpoint, other, other, the other things that I would create would only be so that I could build wealth for my family and um, retire. Yeah, and scalable. Do wealth. what I want, you know. Um, like I've considered doing online stuff and building the online presence through ClickFunnels and different subscription models in terms of like how can I help people who don't want to go to a gym but just want to do things in the convenience of their home and can i do that better than anybody who's already doing is kind of that's that's what a lot of um people are trying to sell these days to gyms is this online platform and i struggle with that just because it if someone comes into your gym and says oh i travel a lot i just don't have time to to come to your gym but i still want to be a member and drop in like once a week and just get online programming i think there's a fine line between 
the person's traveling and they can't they will do it and it's an easy sell because they'll they'll pay for it and they'll pay for it but you you kind of know that that it's not what they need right if you're in the prescription business of prescribing somebody yep what they need um it just feels like a cop-out almost and that's my view and i know there's people who do it really well like you've got you got companies that do it extremely well right um, but as an add-on to a physical location, I struggle with a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, and this would be something completely separate. From oh, okay, RC it wouldn't fit. be like yeah, a fifty dollars membership. Yeah, of, no. of just online RC fit. Yeah, nah, that's where yeah, I struggle with. Nah. It's like you got someone right there in yeah, front of you. Yeah, yeah. Nah, the only thing that I would do, like, if somebody really wanted it, is that kind of individual design program. Like remote where, programming. Let's say you have somebody on like a three times a week membership session membership where. Like maybe they want to start coming to open gyms and they want to start doing like extra programming that they give you. Sure. That might be something that no, I consider. I think there's always a, a benefit yeah. to supplementing. You but, know. you know, I, 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 in order for me to go through the progression of I'm going to start scaling an online like video workout tutorial thing, I would need to look at the industry as a whole and ask myself really, can I do I think I can do this better than anybody who's already doing it out there? Because to me, it's not really where like if I'm, cause I'm, I'm not in it for the money. Like I'm in it to help people. And so if I'm, if I'm just trying to sell a bunch of shit, then what's the point? Yeah. You know? And I, here's the thing. I have friends out in San Diego who are trying to become Instagram influencers. Like that is what they are trying to well, become. I mean, that's the thing. Is they're trying yeah. to become an Instagram influencer just so, and their product isn't even, I'm like, I wouldn't pay for your product. I don't even think your product's valuable. You're just selling shit to people. People buy that stuff. And people buy it. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, so like, I'm not interested in making something that isn't going to actually affect lives, you know. And not just like this own illusion in my sure. head, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> like there has to be some tangible results there. Yeah. Like there has to be the JD who walked in here, lost 45 pounds at my physical location. or And then, you know, somebody, like if I started an online thing, they subscribe to my YouTube workouts. They subscribe and then they reach out to me and they're like, hey, on your YouTube workout tutorials, like in 12 weeks, I lost like 15 pounds and... Like I use, I listen to your nutrition advice, like all of this stuff, yeah. and I'm like, my life has changed. Free content will go a long way totally. to building your brand. Yeah, and that's 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 what all I'm I'm, and that's what I'm starting to get into is just making free free stuff, mainly because I just like making it, you know. Yeah. Like I love digital storytelling and all of that stuff. So. What advice would you have for um, other business owners in your industry in Richmond? Um. Surround yourself with people who are better than you, who know more than you, who have more experience than you, um, who have done it. Um, Some mentors. Mentors, for sure. Um, and honestly, I, so the, one of the first people that I reached out to when I was thinking about opening this place was Jake Rao at RBA Performance. And I was just like, hey, what advice do you have for me? Because it's been in the game for 10 years. Right. You know? 2007. Or 2007, yeah. A little, a little almost 10 years here. Yeah. Or, or I guess 12 years, yeah. you know? And so I'm like, man, this guy knows something. I need to draw on these expertise. And so... Um, something to being the first. Yeah, right? totally. To- well, there is something to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, 
you know, also like Jason Kalipa listening to his podcast, Ben Bergeron listening to his podcast, Stu Brower listening to his podcast. There is so much content and information out there for people who have been doing this longer and better than you that you should really be listening up. Yeah. Why not learn from their 10 years of mistakes, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so like a large part of, I, I have a large part of the success of this business already to attribute to those people and their expertise and their mistakes ultimately. So listening to their podcasts, reaching out to other business reaching owners. Reaching out nearby. to other business owners, yeah. being, being, and I've done a poor job of this mainly because I've just been kind of like running around here. But um, like just kicking it with with people and just picking their brain and talking to other people who are outside of your industry, like the salon next door. Yeah. I walk in there and they I, I joke with them all the time. I'm like, man, you guys must love me. I just come in here and hang out with you guys all the time. And then I'm just constantly picking their brain. Like, what's your what's your struggles with getting people in the door in your industry? I mean, it's still you know, like, client service based, right? Totally, totally. And so I think there's a lot to learn from even other industries of people where, and a lot of the struggles are the same as like leads, getting yeah. people through the door. And that's probably the biggest struggle um, for service based industries, anyways. Yeah, um, keeping them as and well. then retention, the retention, right? right. Yeah. Um, and honestly, if you had, if you only focused on one thing, retention, it's everything. Well said. Um, I think if you are serving the people inside your building the best, there's no way they're not going to talk about it. <laughs> so just make them as happy as you possibly can. I mean, and treat, just treat them well, reward them. I mean, like, let's say they are telling their friends, you should have a referral campaign at your place of business yeah. like if if you are not capitalizing on affinity marketing you need to mm -hmm. like that that's step one yeah that's what before, two brain really pushes totally yeah. before you even think about click funnels and social media and all this stuff just get your members to give you leads referrals yes. reviews like if you don't have 35 40 50 google reviews send an email to all your members right now give them something in return. Yep. And then, yeah, we gave away, what did we give? We gave away a $50 Starbucks gift card to a rant. Like I said, whoever gives a review, we just, you know, we'll pick somebody randomly. And then we pick somebody and people loved it. I mean, people just immediately went on there and they're like, yeah, free Starbucks. Yeah, sure. And nobody even goes to Starbucks here. I talked to the guy who won the gift card. He's like, oh, this is awesome. I was like, a couple weeks later, I'm like, dude, how is it? Have you been using that gift card? You're like on the, on the road? He's like, yeah, I mean, like, I use 10 bucks, but I hardly go to Starbucks. I'm like, oh, God. Next time I'll pick a different gift card. <laughs> right. Yeah. A Visa card. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Just, and that's probably what people probably just want money off their membership anyways, you know? Yeah. So. They just want to win something. Uh, I find that thing. that's, that's yeah, it. It's, it's very like, competitive. They're so, they're so, like, amped up over winning something. And it's like, they don't need it. They don't. Totally. But it's like, yeah, but I want it. You know? Totally, totally. And honestly, that's something that um, with our... I'm calling it the in-house competition mainly because like externally, again, I'm branded and away from CrossFit, but like the open starts this weekend. This is a great opportunity tonight. to give, yeah, tonight to give away so much free stuff to your members, like, and just make it like this time of the year that should be a people party. truly look forward to. 
Like um, for the first four weeks of the Open, we're having each team, so we're broken up into four teams here, bring like food and cater to the rest of the gym. And then, you know, the fifth week, guess what? The gym is gonna cater the whole thing and we're gonna blow the roof off. Like, yeah, like serve your members well. That's the best piece of advice I can give you. Serve your members well and then don't be afraid to ask your members for leads and referrals. Oh, smart, yeah. You know, because I think a large part of, especially people I've talked to in the CrossFit space is the money conversation is really tough Mm -hmm. um, where like they don't want to ask for too much, you know, like, but it's like, don't be afraid to ask, you know, like raise your prices, you know, like maybe your price, maybe your price too low. Yeah, what was their pricing strategy? Did they look on their competitor's website and go, I'll go $10 under? Like, that's, no. my, that's my favorite one. No. Not yours, but I just yeah. mean, that's my favorite one. Yeah. It's like, no, that's, it shouldn't be based on like your rent and yeah. like uh, all yeah, these other like things. Your square footage, rent, yeah. like what you, like your bills. Like, you want to think about yeah. that. It's like, no, I want to be $10 less than the other guy and I'll just be, I'll have so many more members. It's, yeah. Like, no, and actually, do no, you'll, you'll find that um, people will pay that higher price. Like, I mean, for instance, I mean, I won't, I'm going to share prices, but you know, like Shaka Bottom's price lower than me. I saw that and I was like, I'm going to price myself higher. And, um, I just believe like if I truly believe, and this is just a focus on myself, not focus on anybody else. But if I truly focus in on, on what I got going on here and I believe that it is a premium product, it should be priced that way. Definitely. And so I think more business owners need to take a look at what their prices are. And um, Becky next door at the salon is really good at this. Um, she, uh, I talk to her all the time. I'm like, you know, so like what, like what, what are clients biggest, uh, biggest complaints here? And I'm like the price, like some people walk in here and they're like, oh, that's like, well, what if, what if we did this? And like trying to haggle price. And she's like, the price is what the price is, you know? And that dictates a certain clientele, which she's fine with, which you should be fine with. Um, and, but that's ultimately, you know, I think, I think that will make more businesses healthy if they price themselves correctly. So my strategy, you know, was to look at the leaders in this space in Richmond specifically, I just price myself the same, to be honest. But even at this point, four months in, I'm considering a price increase on things. Just, um, you know, it was nice to give like founding members the what the price is here, um, which I have no problem sharing. You know, Unlimited, which I'm considering getting away from Unlimited too, just in terms of like valuing your product. Um, kind of devalues it, but, um, you know, unlimited here is 165, three times a week is 150, two times a week is 130. Um, and a 10 class punch card is 120. Saturdays are always a free class on those limited memberships. So that's just a value add to those sessions. So three times is really four times, two times is really three times, you know, and, um, members go, I mean, members love it because, you know, they're like, Oh, free. I'm like, yeah, it is free. You're, you're welcome. Um, and, uh, but, you know, um, even with that, I'm, I'm thinking about pricing up just because um, it just translates to a lot more things. Like 
Pricing up means, yeah, I might be able to get a sauna. You better believe if I have a sauna in here, the price is. <laughs> but you know, like stuff like that, where I just don't think if people need to to enjoy the money conversation a little bit. I, I, that's such a right. weird thing to say, but be comfortable with be it. Be comfortable with it, you know. Well, especially um, if like if your rent goes up or your electricity goes up or you start yeah. offering more services totally. than you did originally, like. You have to look at Netflix. Inflation, right? You have to cover expenses, and some gyms have been the same rate for for five, ten years. That's crazy. And it's like, well, either their classes got worse, like their product got right, worse, right. or somehow they <laughs> they kept from being touched by inflation. But everyone's income has gone up since then, <laughs> and the, the rent on your building has gone up. If, yeah. if you're lucky, you're getting like the average is probably like what three percent escalations. Yeah. You know, so like obviously you're gonna grow by more than three percent, I hope. But um, you know, yeah. like you, your price has got to like and the Netflix. When I said Netflix, like yeah. I used to pay ten bucks for Netflix. You know how much I'm paying now? I'm paying like fifteen. Yeah. Then bad and I when they said, "Hey, we're pricing you up by like a dollar fifty. Oh, because you get all that content now they're producing, right? right? Yeah, right. The product is better. Product's right? better. You couldn't I'm, see yourself without it. Yeah, that's the other thing. Right? That's the other thing, yeah. right? And that's the same way like Verizon or Comcast or any of these people work as they get you in on that two-year subscription and then it's like, oh, hey, yeah. bumping it, you know? It's like a lot of affiliate owners are complaining about like ASCAP, the music licensing, and ASCAP comes in with this like super low rate for you in the beginning and then guess what? Five years later, it's like, a thousand percent of that <laughs> yeah you know so it's um but there's ways around paying ascap you know like there's other subscriptions you can pay they're much cheaper yeah you know yeah. so diffusing that cost over another pro- platform yeah totally definitely totally so if you were to have a profession other than this one what would it be just like mm. perfect world you always wanted to try x or thought it'd be cool to be a something i don't know hmm I really think that I'm an entrepreneur at heart. And so this is my first project. So I'm 25. Um, This is my first project. Certainly not my last. I'm like, I don't want to say that I'm getting bored with this, but I'm a little bored with this. (laughs) Um, I love it. Don't get me wrong. That's That's the curse, right? People tend to go wide. Um, right. faster than they should when they should have yeah. gone deep, right? Totally, totally. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm still going deep here. I'm only four months in, and so I got, I got a long way to go. But um, yeah, I think another project is, is somewhere in the future, maybe a different industry. Really? Or at least maybe furthering what I have here, or just like, like I said, the YouTube tutorial. Yeah, or, branching off, right? Yeah, branching is, off, like apparel. Yeah. I love apparel. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, we got some really cool stuff I'm working on for uh, for um, the winter, and uh, and so I'll send you a hoodie. I, I think oh, cool, you'll like man. it. Yeah, but, um, appreciate that. But um, yeah, I think uh, something different, you know. And my wife hates me for it. Oh my gosh, dude, she she doesn't I, like hoodies. No, well, not the hoodies, <laughs> right? You know, um, I I'm like, you know, I, hon, I'm 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 thinking about this new idea, and uh, she's like. You're, this is your last idea. This gym oh. is your last. You're still in your idea. first idea. Yeah. You are. You just started your first idea, and it will be your last. And I'm like, 
It can be stressful, I imagine. It's it was stressful for Especially her. Especially for yeah. her, yeah, because yeah, like, she doesn't see exactly what you see, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And putting the finances on the line is the yeah. big one, right? You're risking you know? her, some of her security, right? Right, exactly. You know, so um I think once I've proven that this is you know, it works. <laughs> hey, look, we're okay. Right, yeah, yeah we're okay. Yeah, yeah. we're fine. Which I feel like that, I mean, I feel like that even four months in, like, even though we're like slightly strapped for cash, I mean, it's like, I have been smart enough financially to set things up properly to where it's like uh, that profit first method. Have you ever read that book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great book. I mean, I read it and it was like, yeah, this is a no brainer. I should pay myself and I should put the profit aside first. Yeah, um, that's one of two brains recommended books. Right. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, you know, like I'm running a nonprofit. Yeah. And you the, can make more at McDonald's. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like this is not what I, this is not what I got into business for. You know, um, like you know. So, awesome. right. I recommend people reading that Profit First book. Yeah. That's that's probably a pretty good book, especially. So I come from a mathematics bath background. Okay. So if, you know, if if people don't come from like a numbers background, I highly recommend reading Profit First. And I think that'll that'll help you get your mind around like running your finances of your gym well, or just your business well, so that um, you're not constantly strapped for cash. You're not like at the end of the, or like it's a payday for your staff and you're like, holy crap, I don't have, I don't know if I have enough yeah. for payroll. Taking out loans for payroll. Taking pay out yeah. loans. Oh man. It's funny because some, some of these business owners probably didn't manage their personal finances very well either. And they open up a business and like, well, what makes you think those habits have gone away? Totally. It, it, all of a sudden a business will make you budget things correctly, <laughs> right? Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, and I've always been good about like my paycheck comes in. 20% immediately goes to paying myself into savings or something. And that's just kind of translated over to business-wise where just constantly profit first, owner's compensation. Now let's see how much we have for like operating expenses and all of this other stuff. And what do we need to cut in order to get, yeah. get to where, Smart. you know, can we cut anything? If you can't, I'm just... <laughs> you better figure it out. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> you got right. a business to Put run. that pressure on, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so on a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? Um, I can get weird, man. Yeah? I, yeah, <laughs> I can get weird. I think... Does your wife know how weird you are? <sighs> she might be just as weird. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I would probably say... Like, I'm not, like, completely oddball. Like, I... You know, <laughs> Like, I know how to talk to people. And, sure. But, uh, like, in terms of, like... Being an entrepreneur, you have to be a little yeah, off, yeah. Off, a little bit, uh, you know, off, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. I, probably, that's probably true. So, you know, I'd probably say, like, a nine. Nine or oh, ten. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, nine yeah. or ten. Almost there. Yeah. I, you know... Give I, an example I, of something? A lot of it's inappropriate stuff that, oh, okay. that probably... Gotcha. You know, like, I, there are some things that I said and did in college, even looking back now... Like in terms of like being in social settings where like I would just say some things that were like, why the hell would you ever say that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and honestly, why did anybody want to be friends during that? It's, yeah. it's funny when you look back, um, if, if you're a different person with, which thank goodness, you know, I don't ever want to look back and say I'm the same person For as sure, I was. But yeah. if you look back, you always, 
I think it's a good sign if you're if you're truly embarrassed of who you were then and you feel like you're better now. Like, yeah, because I, I do that all the time. I look back and I'm like, oh, you know, I was, that was awful. Uh, that was like two years ago. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't that long ago. Like if I think of an event that, yeah. that I was maybe really awkward in or just said something like, and I'll still like play those scenarios in my head and like almost kind of feel bad about them. Like I still kind of feel bad that I was like an idiot <laughs> five years ago. You know, I, you're the, you're I need just, to reach out to someone and tell them that's I'm an hilarious. idiot. <laughs> I, I very recently had a conversation with somebody who uh, said the same thing. They were like, you know what? We were just talking about what keeps you up at night. Like what, what you, is your break? Cause I, I have a lot of entrepreneurial friends um, and they, you know, so that the mind's constantly going, constantly thinking, it's hard to turn off, yeah. you know, like you're constantly thinking about new business or your current business. The coffee IV is flowing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like I have, uh, I have an 8 a.m. coffee, 9 a.m. coffee, 2, 3, maybe a 4 if I'm feeling a little sluggish before I coach. Uh, it's tough after the afternoon you for know? me. But. Yeah. Like if, I, if I'm coaching three hours, four hours in a row. Yeah. Uh, in the afternoon. You got to bring it. Yeah. You got to bring it. Come on. <laughs> coffee. Energized. Yeah. But, um, you know, we were talking and we were talking about what keeps you up in the night. And they said the same thing. Right. They were like, yeah, look back on those times. And, man, I just think, man, how the hell did I fuck that up? I'm like, <laughs> man, you need to let that go. Yeah. And it's funny because <laughs> it's not like I regret it. Like, I'm thankful that I, that I can look back and right, learn right, from it. But right. at the same time, it's like, it's this cringe factor. Yeah, yeah. It's like watching, you know, the British office. It's like all cringe, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're just like. Ooh, like I've got yeah. those moments in my life that I'm like, ooh, like I just cringe when I think about them. Totally. It's like, thank goodness I'm not that person. Totally, totally. The worst case would be like, I look back and be like, yeah, that was pretty cool back. Like, <laughs> and not have any awareness and just, totally. yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I mean, I look back like college, high school, even like a couple of years post-college, even now I could probably admit to myself, like there was, like, especially in high school, there was this level of arrogance that I had. That was like high the, school arrogance. Yeah. How the <laughs> did I even get through? I mean, I would have beat myself. And it's funny, I, 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 yeah, I would have beat my ass back then, you know. And I, I've, ta I've talked to my mentor um, that I had in high school since then, and uh, I'm like, man, I was pretty arrogant back then. He's like, yeah, man, you were super arrogant. <laughs> he just never told me at the time. Yeah, he just, like, why you did know. you tell me? It's like, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Yeah. So you just kind of got to live and learn. But yeah. what keeps me up at night, man, I mean, 10 a.m. or sorry, 10 p.m. rolls around sometimes. And it's like the witching hour where like everything I didn't think about all day comes into play. And it's like, I'll just start shooting off emails. I'll start shooting off texts, Instagram DMs scrolling through Instagram, looking at content, and then I'll just like start thinking of new ideas, writing them down and like all this other stuff. And then finally it's like, all right, I'm tired, go to bed. <laughs> you Gotta know, settle in mind, so, yeah. I find yeah. the soft music or something yeah. while I'm laying in bed helps me from just drifting. Like, right. Otherwise yeah. I'll, I'll just, yeah, like you said, just start thinking of all the different things right, in, right. in the day and thinking about how weird I was back in the day and how cringy it feels. <laughs> yeah, you know, cringy, like, yeah. I got to hide from those thoughts, you know, in bed. So um, where can people find you if they wanted to know more or they wanted to catch up with you? Like, do you have your, your favorite spot on Tuesday you're always at or yeah. obviously here? Yeah. Hit me up at River City Fit. Um, I'm always down to kick it. Um, I just might not be here when you come here. So make sure to hit me up, 804-904-9110. Jacob at River City Fit is a great, at RiverCityFit.com is a great way to, uh, 
you know, to hit me up. Um, Instagram DMs, I'm always free. Slide um, into those DMs. Yeah, slide into the DMs. Um, is that uh, at River City? Uh, at RC handle? Fit Official. Okay. Yep. Official. Um, hit me up on TikTok. No, I'm just I, used to, I, I was like, really? TikTok? <laughs> they say that's I the next thing. You should get a TikTok. They say if you're there now in five years, it'll be what Instagram is. Yeah. So you better yeah. be there now. I'm like, I people, don't know. Yeah, people, people think so. I mean, at least for middle schoolers, if you want to reach them, you know. Um, Not you, in that business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, so, you know, I think, where else do I hang out? I mean, yeah, that's a, I don't really go and hang out places, you know. Um, usually just read in my home but um really love union market shout out to union market um they are awesome um that's actually probably where i hang out all the time actually i'll probably go hang out there after this you know but great sandwiches great beer so sandwiches and beer you can't go wrong yeah exactly awesome well thank you so much for for your time today and chatting it's good yeah thank you joe appreciate it Thanks for tuning in to the RVA Affiliate Collective Podcast. This is Joe Ellis. Be sure to follow us on iTunes and give us a subscribe. Also check us out on YouTube under the same name, RVA Affiliate Collective. And don't forget our shop, rvaaffiliatecollective.org. Thank you. Have a good one.